This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Chanae Ogwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. Blue wire. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Elliott dodged the eye of this national championship win. A deep throw by Lawrence. A lot of contact. Justin Ross broke free from it. He's down in the end zone. Touchdown, Clemson. Welcome into episode 102 of Press Pass. I'm Kayla Anderson, alongside my co-host Joshua Perry. Of course, this podcast is brought to you by Bet Online, and hopefully, everyone got out to vote. Um, we are taping this on a Tuesday, so uh, whatever might happen, we're not going to be able to say that on the Press Pass podcast this week. But we just—I'm calling it early. No, you're I'm got, not, he's not. calling it early, folks. I'm not. I'm not going to do that. He's just going to hold off. We'll talk about it next week. Yeah. Well, this should be a good, jam-packed, entertaining episode of Press Pass. There was a lot that happened this past week, uh, weekend, I should say. But first, before we get into all that good stuff, we will go over the AP poll. So we have Clemson at number one, 33 first place votes this week. That is because Alabama closing in a little bit. They had 29 first place votes and they're in that two spot. Ohio State, I'm a little surprised. No first place votes here. And they're in the three spot, followed by uh, Notre Dame at four, Georgia at five. Cincinnati, who we saw again uh, win over the weekend in the sixth spot, followed by Texas A&M, Florida, BYU at nine. Um, I'm sure. not quite sure about that one, but... And then Wisconsin, which I thought was a little bit interesting considering uh, Wisconsin did not play last week because of the COVID issues. Um, I'm guessing that these voters didn't know that they, they wouldn't be playing this week, which we'll get into in a minute. But do you have any gripes about this week's top 25 poll? I just listed the 10, obviously. Yep. I have um, a number of gripes this week. Actually. Oh, yeah. First gripe. Clemson is not number one team, in my oh, in baby. opinion. They should be somewhere in the two to three range, but okay. I think I like what I've seen out of Alabama sure. a little bit more than what I've seen out of Clemson thus far. Yeah. My number two gripe is I don't know how Ohio State doesn't get any first place no. votes. They Crazy. have they have 
done enough in my mind to show how dominant of a team they are, and this is why, is we felt like they didn't even play great against Nebraska Mm -hmm. and put them in the dirt. And then Ohio State did enough things to hurt themselves against Penn State, and it was a double-digit victory. Yeah. I mean, Justin Fields is as good of a player as there is in America. Oh, he's great. And his dog, Uno, by the way. (laughs) Right. I mean, hello. Go follow him on Instagram, Uno, his dog. Ohio State's (laughs) D-line, especially in the interior, was dominant. Yeah. The linebackers. So this is this is again why I'm I'm sitting here with gripes. Matt Miller is an NFL draft analyst. So he does big boards like mm-hmm. Mel Kuyper and, and those guys. Yeah. And his he is pretty spot on with his analysis of players. Mm-hmm. And he had Pat Fryermuth as like the best tight end in America, I think even higher than um Kyle Pitts from Florida. Yeah. And that's Penn State's tight end. Ohio State's game plan was to roll out there and cover the best tight end in America with linebackers. And they did it. (laughs) And they They did did it. it. So, like, I don't, I I guess I don't know what people want to see from Ohio State right now. You know what I think it is? Go ahead. You want, this is what I think it is. Uh, as, As petty and as stupid as this might sound, I think these voters are like, well, you know, Ohio State, you know, they're just starting play. Like oh, well, now they can go to hell. That's what I I'm, think it is, though, Joshua. I honestly I, do. I wanted to stay away from that because there's a, a part deep within me that thinks that's what it is. But if if that's how you feel is they haven't played enough games yet, you can go straight to hell. Because I feel like I feel like we could watch all these teams, all the top three teams, play two or three games and already know what they are. And it's yeah, elite teams. Can. And Ohio State looks elite the way that Alabama and Clemson look elite. And 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 I get it. Like, we're... You know, it, it is what it is because they're going to make the playoff, they say, in the top four. But for them not to receive a first-place vote is kind of mind-boggling. And then, to continue on with my gripes real quick here, Notre Dame's a fraud. They're a well, we'll phony. See. Yeah, we'll see that this weekend. And and I think Cincinnati should be in the top four. Yeah, that's what, and you had mentioned that last week, and we continue to see Cincinnati impress us. I, I, again, I'm skeptical about the, the BYU thing as a top 10 team. I think that yeah. sometimes that, I mean, I'm sorry, folks. I've seen BYU play a lot in my lifetime. And I'm not saying that this isn't a good team at all, but I just, they're not worthy of a top 10 spot. I'm yeah. Sorry. I mean, I like, I like their quarterback for sure. Um, yeah. But when, if you look at who they've actually played this year, Exactly. Like they, they should be handling the teams that are on their schedule. Yeah. It's just an easy thing. Okay. Well, they haven't lost, you know, uh, okay. You know, good quarterback. We'll put them in the top 10. I don't know how much this poll will continue. I mean, obviously we get these pac 12 games back here soon. Um, that should change up some things, but yeah, I was really, I think the biggest thing I was kind of annoyed about this week was Ohio state not getting a first place vote. I thought that was absolutely absurd. So it is. um, If you're a voter and you're listening, like, why don't you real, really think about it? So Kayla, how, how do you become an AP voter? Cause I know you were doing it for basketball. Yeah. So I think you're just chosen based on kind of, it depends on who chooses you, let's say. But when I moved here to Tennessee, 
Um, there's specifically for basketball, there was like two AP voters in the state of Tennessee. Sometimes depending on the state, there's one voter. Sometimes there's two. It just depends. And I don't know if college does. I think college does more than one for sure in the state, but they had picked me because, um, a former AP writer, still AP writer, but a former voter as well knew of my past resume with college basketball, how much college basketball I've covered in my career around the country and knew that I, you know, knew what I was doing. But here's the, here's the thing. I know some voters that have been chosen for AP voting who are brand new into this business. So I have a major issue with that. No offense. I'm just trying to get a vote. Honestly, you need to get a vote. You absolutely should get a vote. So, you know what? I'll actually, what I'll do is I'll talk to my gal that was, that's an AP writer down here and I'll ask her like, what, what, who would, who would like be picking AP voters up in Ohio? Yeah. Who do and I I'll need to lobby? Like where, where do I, I need to apply? Yeah. yeah I, I'm I gonna pass, let me, let me do my magic. Okay. Oh yeah. Really good at that kind of stuff. Okay. We'll figure that out and I will keep you posted, but I will reach out. So the Big Ten, we talked about Wisconsin and how they didn't get to play their first game. And then we find out this week that Wisconsin will not be playing their next game. It was scheduled against Purdue this weekend because they have more COVID-19 testing or tests, positive tests. Here's the question I have, Joshua. Wasn't it in the Big Ten plan that you had to play six out of eight games or correct six out of eight games to be be eligible yes to play in indy so what are they out yeah and well no they're they've burned up their their two so they're okay they've burned up their two yeah okay yeah so i mean they have no margin of error anymore period like they they're they can't cancel any more games if they want to play in Indy. And that'll be the interesting thing moving forward. Now, you know, we have this conversation in the sports world and we do it from a perspective of how we would talk about sports if there wasn't a global pandemic. Right. Mm -hmm. So the question here is if, if you want to actually play football games, how cautious do you want to be? Sure. Because their cases have continued to increase since they played that Friday night game, even over this last weekend and into the start of this week. We don't know if that'll continue into next week, whatever the case is. And, and they've got a big game coming up against Michigan. That would be their next game since they canceled the one against Purdue. Right. We'll be very curious to see how all of this unfolds, but they they're out of games now. I mean, it's either do or die for them. Yeah. And I mean, and that's it, that's also when you when this happens and you have two games that are pretty much in in a way you count them as losses, right? You don't play two games, you almost count them as losses in a way. Because now moving forward, you have one loss and now it's just three strikes almost. That's the issue. Do you get what I'm saying? There's like yeah. no wiggle room for anything. It's like No. No errors on any and level. That- I guess like in a in a vacuum of playing a conference championship game in 
you know, an eight game season, like how do you judge a team like Wisconsin who their starting quarterback was out and then they had another quarterback come in and he played mm-hmm. pretty well, but then they had to like take a layoff for a couple of weeks. And then they're like, how do you actually fairly judge that? Like I was doing um, power rankings for big 10 network and I hate doing those, by the way, because you can never be right. Like I'll say, like on my power rankings, I was like, Ohio State had the second best defense in the conference. And Ohio State fans are probably going to crap on me sure, be- because I said Northwestern has a better defense. Like I could be wrong at the end of the year. I hope I am. But as it is right now, that's what I think it is. Right. Fight but me. then you're, like anyway. you said, people are always going to have a problem with it, right? Yes. <laughs> but where I was going with that is I'm doing the power rankings. And like as I was doing my intro, I'm like, uh, I have not ranked – Taking into consideration uh, Wisconsin or Nebraska for my rankings because mm-hmm. they've only played one game so far this year. And Wisconsin oh, yeah. fans are probably going to be pissed based off of that because they have a pretty good defense. And, but it's that's how we're going to have to judge this team, though, is you can do the same. And, and what's going to be unfair is like Ohio State nationally when it comes to the playoff and everything. That's yeah. how they're going to be judged. We talked about it with, the, with the, the, the AP. And I think it's dumb to say like, we don't we don't know if Ohio State's good enough to be number one right now, but you could make the argument for sure that in a in a larger sample size, you could definitely learn more about a team. And exactly. and so to to that point, like I will sit here and say that Wisconsin is one of the best defenses in the Big Ten, but I'll also sit back and say it's really hard for me to make that judgment right now though because of all of the uncertainty surrounding what's going on exactly and so i talk out of both sides of my mouth i guess but no it, it, um, that's all it, that's that, all you can do though yeah because it's so difficult right now it's yeah it's it's a roll the dice situation and you always talk about yeah they came out in that first game and we were all like ooh and on about this backup quarterback and then you kind of lose momentum because you're out two weeks so it's really going to be like interesting to see how the coaching of this team has been over the last two weeks during these Zoom calls and everything that they have been able to do uh, to see if this team is ready. So that's another thing that comes into play. So, yeah, it, it will be interesting to see what happens uh, with Wisconsin moving forward. So Trevor Lawrence, speaking of COVID-19, he was out this past game against Boston College, which, by the way, Boston College uh, almost pulled that one out, but Trevor Lawrence will not be playing against Notre Dame this weekend. He is no longer the Heisman favorite because clearly he is now not playing in two games. Um, I could probably guess that he'd still be your Heisman favorite, Joshua, just by what we know of this guy and what we've seen out of this guy since he's been at the high or the college level. But when it comes to him not playing in this game against Notre Dame, and we know your thoughts on Notre Dame as well, we're both not quite sold on Notre Dame. What do you expect out of this? I mean, but do you think that without Trevor Lawrence, Notre Dame can give Clemson another run for its money? Hell no. Um, And and let me say this. Do you think BC's better? Hmm? Do you think BC's better than Notre Dame? Do I think BC is better than Notre Dame? No, but do I think Notre Dame is is a fraud? Yes. Do I think that Clemson is going to be better than they were against BC? Yes. I think that is probably more the difference than than Mm -hmm. BC being better than Notre Dame, in my opinion. That's a great question that you asked because that's kind of where you get to if Mm -hmm. if if 
Clemson goes out and blows Notre Dame out. But I, I thought I thought their backup quarterback, DJ, say his last name for me. Uga not uh just a second. Yep. It's I know it, but I have I need yep. to put it in front of my how do you spell the DJ? I said it this weekend. I'm I'm probably missing a syllable. Ungalele? Unga it's Unga it's Uga. Yep. Shoot. Yep. Yep. So anyway, <laughs> I, now I'm going to have to say it though. I, I can't not, I can't no. not skip over this, Joshua. I practiced it all weekend for my highlights. Yep. Okay. BJ did a great job. I thought Clemson's <laughs> defense, I thought Clemson's defense was the liability in that game. You yeah. know, we're expecting, you know, were. Oh, quarterback's not going to be so great. Okay. Well, how about you stop somebody? Yeah. Huh? How about that? And so I think that they're not going to let that happen again. And because of that, I think that uh, Clemson will go out there and really make a statement against Notre Dame. Now, I want to get back on this Heisman thing that you said. He's not the favorite anymore. Right. Is that fair or is that not fair? And I I go based off of two things. Like if somebody got injured during a regular season and they were out for some number of games Mm -hmm. and their production dipped and everything else, I think that would make a difference in their Heisman odds. But. COVID is such a different situation. Should we judge that as a typical injury where somebody's not available or should they get the benefit of the doubt? Because now he might essentially end up playing in the same amount of games as Justin Fields, you know, well, like that's it's, true. It's weird all the way around. You know, that's a really good point. Um, because like you said, it, first of all, this COVID thing, just it's, it screws everyone up, but you compare it to because I obviously Justin Fields is in the mix too, and so is Mac Jones from Alabama. So you wonder though. So you're gonna you're gonna dock Trevor because he's out two games against COVID, but Justin Fields is still in the mix, and they didn't even start their season until two weeks ago. Right. So that becomes like I don't know if that should really make him not the favorite. You're right. Yeah. Is Uyunglele? Uyunglele. You're right. Uyunglele. And I've Holy heard it moly. more so Uyunga Lele. It's yeah, like the Lele, Lele. not yeah, Lele. That's what I've heard. Yes. Uyunga Lele is what Uyunga I Uyunga Lele. Yeah. Now, how about Once that? Once you get it. A half a damn hour. I just, I couldn't remember what, the, was... what the order of the syllables was. And I didn't want to chew up that man's name and spit it out because I feel like that's disrespectful. No, I know. It's hard, though. I mean, I'll tell you what, when I was preparing for my show on Saturday night, and I only had one show to prepare for due to college football um, canceling our early show. I, I I seriously went over my script for this, Joshua, probably 10 times. Yep. And it's... I I, ha- I ended up doing it right, but it is a very intimidating thing when it, it when it pops up on your page. Even after you've said it a million times, it doesn't matter. You, you get to the highlights. Yeah. You because look at it and you it's... almost freeze. There's nothing phonetic about the pronunciation. It's it's Tualia Tungavailoa playing for Maryland now. That's going to be the one that'll trip me up, oh, you know. And, and and it's which is a shame because his brother Tua Tungavailoa, like that's everybody knows that name, right? But you know, I'll figure out a way to screw up Tualia's name. So that alliteration, right? My goodness, it's it's yeah, you know. And and again, like I I I would hate to screw up somebody's name because I like, I hate when people even call me Josh and my name is Joshua. And it's like, that's not that difficult. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to put a little bit of respect on these kids' names, you know? I, no, I feel you. And I'm that way 
I, I see this in the NFL all the time. I saw it with Marcus Mariota all the time. I mean, we're talking about a guy that had been in the league who had played college football, and these national broadcasters week after week could not get Marcus Mariota's name right for the life of them. And it was like, how do you do this? And you're on a national broadcast. You're nationally known and you can't get it right. To me, like, yeah. that is a major issue. I know on a, well, on everybody can't exactly get it right all the time, but you're getting paid a lot of money. Yes, you can. So here's so, here's the difference, though, is I think that the real media folks, like folks that studied media in school like you, yeah. they try to get it right. I think the old football guys don't give a damn. I really don't right. think they care. That's a good that's a good point. That's you know, they try to they try to give him a nickname before they even try to say his name properly. Yeah, that's true. And they could get away with it, you know, for sure. You couldn't get um, away with that. OK, so this is funny. I, we have this this entire summer. We picked on Mike Gundy, okay, who we're going to get to in a, in a little bit when it comes to the Big 12. But he was kind of our target coach, right, that we were just like, get you know, figure it out, Mike Gundy. Um, we haven't heard a lot out of Mike Gundy lately. I'm, I'm glad that he's been somewhat quiet. He's, it's clearly the team has just been playing football and sticking to supposedly, you know, getting the culture better around those parts but now we now we have another guy who is going to be on my target list for a while until he can start to show some growing up in the coaching department and that's dan mullen dan mullen i had brought up this in a couple podcasts ago when he went on after the a&m game and he said that you know he wanted the fans in the stadium at full capacity in the swamp against LSU. Well, then that game got canceled. Then he got COVID. Then, you know, they, they haven't been able to play in two weeks because they had a bye last week. And then they come back and they play and they get in this big, huge brawl with Missouri out of all teams. Why are you brawling with Missouri? Why not? Okay. Give me a break. <laughs> like, pick on someone your own size. Sure. But supposedly someone did something to trash that wasn't, you know. Yeah, it was like a dirty hit. Right. I get the whole quarterback thing, especially Kyle Trask. I am a fan of Kyle Trask. But you do not, it does not give you permission for the head coach to get in the middle of it, not to stop it, but to be like part of what was going on. And then leaves, you know, the field at half, because it was halftime. And go comes back and pumps up the crowd like this was some sure. sort of U.S. UFC fight. Absolutely. Like, what is going on, Dan Mullen? And then he got fined this week, twenty five k, which I don't even know. I think he should have missed a game. Sure. Because he continues uh, to show idiocracy. Yeah. So okay, that's a really good point. James Laurinaitis said this on the radio the other day, and I think it really leads into what you're talking about. When coaches act like this, it is because. They are part idiot. And I think a lot of the idiot tendencies come from pressure of Mm -hmm. the job. Mm -hmm. And it's not to make an excuse for a grown man who makes a ton of money. But I I just don't think some people can can stand up to the pressure. You know, like he he is proving right now that he's struggling with it. Like you lose a game and and your 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 default is to blame. The fact that, oh, they have a lot of fans and we don't have fans in our city. Like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. what? Um, and so I would I would really question 
how much pressure is he feeling right now? Like, is he somebody who can handle all the expectations of the job? Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think I had actually been listening. Maybe it was a Paul Feinbaum show. It was yesterday. There was a caller that actually called in. And I think he said something similar to what you just said. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Yeah. it does. It absolutely does. So, I mean, they're going to, they're going to play this weekend. Um, and I don't know what to really expect out of this team moving forward. There's good parts to their team, but the defense is still in my eyes. It's still questionable. So not quite sure if this is a top 10 team either. And I just think Dan Mullen continues to be, it's so weird you say this, but a head coach is like one of the issues for the team. He can, yeah, it's a bad deal. Isn't that weird to say that? Yeah, it's not right good. now. That's what he's showing. So, all right. Well, football is back and you might not be at the game this year. Maybe you are, but you could still be in on all the action on bet online, bet online, going that extra mile to make sure you can get on every possible chance to win this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on season opening bonuses today. Start wagering on wins, division and champion futures championship futures i should say all day every day head to bet online today take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses don't forget we have that promo code bluewire at betonline.ag that is bluewire that's all one word but online your online sportsbook experts the pac 12 returns joshua my conference that i feel like return been of the pack oh yeah oh, oh yeah return, return of, the, of pack. the pack you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. Okay, I get you. I'm here for it. I love that. That was one of my favorite songs back in the day. That's a classic. (laughs) It is a classic. It's an awesome song. They should actually, you know what? We should call it College Game Day and be like, yo, you need to like, you need to change this and you got to have this intro tomorrow on Saturday. Now, look, I need need a non-disclosure agreement signed by them before I even put that idea out there. And now I'm going to need a paycheck too. Yeah, you're you going to get a paycheck I mean? for that one. You got to get some something out of that. Something. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's pretty exciting. It, it's a, it's something that I think the long time coming. I mean, if I would have had it my way, I would have had them play sooner, but you know, they do the things that they do over there. And there's some reasons for that. I get that. Larry Scott still sucks. Um, well. But <laughs> But well, they're returning, and and that's a good thing because there is a chance, Joshua, that a Pac-12 team could possibly get in the college football playoff, and that is because the Big 12 has shot itself in the foot it's for its last time as Oklahoma State lost to Texas this past weekend. Yep. Were you so um, happy that there's like that there's probably no chance of Big Twelve teams getting in? I could have just seen you like yes. Yeah, I yes. mean we talked about this. You know, it's I don't know what the expectation was in that conference. Like uh, anyway, <laughs> so let's points. let's have this conversation. <laughs> That's it. Um, so I was talking to some of my my colleagues, and somebody said. Yeah, you know, I just, I, you know, they're looking and, and, you know, Rutgers beats Michigan State and the Michigan State turns around and, uh, you know, they they beat uh, Michigan and then you've got um, Indiana who's 2-0 and Penn State's 0-2 and Minnesota's god-awful and just, you know, all the things. Iowa's 0-2 right now. And they're like, yeah, you know, I just, I have a feeling that the Big Ten is down this year. And I said, yeah. okay, 
let's 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 just let's entertain this for a sec. I would I would frame it that the Big Ten and specifically the Big Ten East is very competitive this year. Yeah. But let's let's just go around college football right now. What's going on in the SEC? You got Alabama, of course. Okay, LSU, uh, reigning national champ is god awful. Awful, probably um, one of the worst teams besides Vanderbilt. Mich- Mississippi State that we we thought was oh, going to be good, they're terrible. Bad. Like you said, Vanderbilt, eh. Kentucky, eh. Georgia, I feel like if if Georgia's defense wasn't what they were, that team would easily, yeah, easily be toward the bottom of that conference because their offense is just not good. Yeah. You know, Florida, again, I think Florida's a good team. I also think that they're susceptible. Like, I don't necessarily think that Florida is is head and shoulders better than even an 0-2 Penn State right now, as bad as they've looked at times. I feel like yeah. that would be a competitive game. Yeah, right? I agree. So let's go to the ACC. We got Clemson. Wait, wait can I Notre mention Dame. one more team in there? Sure. Go. Because we dogged on him for a while, and I think that I'm seeing some – real good progress i i'm starting to feel better about a and m kellen sure. bond is starting to look better so sure. i want to i want to just say like in the sec they're starting to become a team where i'm going to give them a little more credit sorry i had to get in no one. no you're good I'll, I'll give them dap too i i just tried to gloss over them but you're right they they have been taking those steps that we've challenged them they must have listened to the podcast i, I think they did so go to the acc you got clemson notre dame frauds UNC frauds. Oh yeah. I mean, like, who else is there? Honestly, I don't really think there's anybody else. Okay, and then let's go to the Big Twelve. Oh wait. Oh wait. They're oh. out of the picture. <laughs> Pac twelve. They ain't even playing ball right now. And so you can make the argument that the Big Ten is down this year. But if you yeah. say the Big Ten is down, everybody else in college football is down too. the The only thing that exists is Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson are really good. That, those are the only things that we know about college football, and that's it. Everybody else is down. Cincinnati might be the fourth best team in the country right now. I keep point. saying it. Yeah. Everybody else is down. The AAC is up. The ACC is down. How about that? <laughs> hey, I'm not disagreeing with you on that. And we said that last week, Joshua. We said for sure we can feel confident saying that we're going to put Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State as three of the four teams that are going to play in the college football playoff. I feel extremely confident about saying that. But the fourth one, you might as well roll the dice because I'll roll them. You know, you and know? and like Joshua said, he's feeling comfortable with Cincy right now. I want to see a little bit what what I can see out of these Pac-12 teams, and then and then I'm going to start to make a decision in the next few so, weeks on what I think. I'll ask I'll ask this um, on the Pac-12 discussion. Who's your team coming out of that conference right now? If you had to pick one team that would be in that playoff conversation, who is it? Well, first of all, <clears throat> you know who the favorites are. Yes. So USC's the favorite. Um, shortly followed by Oregon. Now, let me just say something real quick before I make my decision. Let me just say something. Here on the Press Pass podcast, you have two people who know college football well. I did not play the game, folks, but I have covered it all over the country. And Joshua played the game, and he covers the Big Ten each and every day. And we are, I don't want to toot our own horn here, but we're kind of a lot of the time right on this podcast about what we say. And we've been saying for over a year now that USC 
is one of those teams that they so badly want to get back to relevance. And and I agree, need to get back to relevance to make the Pac-12 a better conference. But if you think that they're at that point right now, you got to be joking. They're not at that point. And I don't care if you say they have quarterback Keyson Slovis. They're not at that point. Well, a quarterback doesn't make you to that point where you need to get to. They have so much more to do in terms of the head coaching situation as well, where I am not sold on Clay Helton. So you think USC's the favorite, all these national people? Let's go back in a few weeks. Let's check in. Because guess who they have up first and foremost, who I think will give them a very good run for their money and who I actually think will beat USC? That's ASU. We'll get to Herm Edwards and our coach. Uh, get to know your coach segment in a minute. But Joshua, it will not be USC for me. If I'm going to have to pick a team, it's going to be Oregon. As much as that pains me to say, because I don't like Oregon either. But Oregon has experience getting to those situations for the most part, if you compare them to any other Pac-12 team in the last few years. So that's who I'm going to go with. I'm with you. Am I wrong about USC? Am I being too harsh? Nope. So... This is the conversation that we have when it comes to Texas, when it comes to Notre Dame to a certain degree, when it comes to Michigan, is they get too much benefit of the doubt. They got too much clout based off the name. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like we're going to be long on this podcast. It was a very heavy A segment, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> I like heavy A's. So... <laughs> The, the the deal with Michigan and the issue there is the same issue with USC. Expectations yeah. are out of line. Name yeah. has taken them too far. Have not been relevant in a long time. No. So no. we're talking about Michigan. Do they get rid of Harbaugh and all this, that, and third? And this is what struck me. And I got to look up the year because I was just ballparking it. Michigan football, Big Ten which, by the way, people, we Big have also been clear about our Michigan standpoint of things. Yeah, no, we've been so. real clear on the Wolverines. Clear on that one. Conference titles. It doesn't say on their Wikipedia you, page. There was, a, there was a stat that just came out this last weekend. I think 2006, maybe, was their last one? Yeah, 2004? I think No, 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 2004. Four, okay. okay. So Joe Milton, starting quarterback for Michigan, was four years old the last time they won a Big Ten title. <laughs> I want you to, to chew on that. I want you to swish it around a little bit. Really savor the flavor of the Ooh. nugget. Okay? Ooh. 2004. Their starting quarterback today was four years old the last time they won or shared the Big Ten title. All right? So that's what I talk about when they're they're living off the name. They've been irrelevant for what is that, sixteen years now? That's a long time. That's a long time. That's a really long time. It's a long time. I mean, it's it's get your driver's license years since they've won a Big Ten championship. Um so that's all I gotta say. And and, and USC is giving me similar vibes. It's not as bad. It's really no. not as bad, but I mean it's I mean but think they're, about the coaching situation. Living off the name that's right been now. worse. That's been worse. They've gone through coaches like it's nobody's business there. I mean, yes, there. You know what I'm saying? Like at least Michigan has 
what they think is their guy and they've kind of like rolled out to see what they can do. I mean, do with him. And I don't know how long Harbaugh will last. I mean, I, he has not impressed me, but USC just seems to not hire the right guys. Yeah. I mean, not even close. Yeah. When you, when you get Lane Kiffin in there and you get Ned Orgeron cheater in there and Clay Helton and and Sarkeesian. Oh my gosh. Can't forget about him. Yeah. I mean, they've had some issues hiring coaches and, and the elite programs don't miss on coaches, you know, like, like Clemson did a great job. Dabo's been there for a while. Alabama, obviously. Um, Ohio State has had elite coaches. Like yeah. when you're an elite program, you don't miss on coaches. You feel like mm-hmm. Notre Dame has missed on coaches. Michigan absolutely has missed on coaches. They they went yeah. through some really dark times. USC has missed on coaches. Texas missed on coaches. Yeah. And it really hurts a program. So USC won a conference championship in 2017. Before that, their last one, I think, was 2007, and they shared the conference title. So it's another one of those situations. I mean, better than Michigan, but they're living off the name for sure. Yeah, they've had their fair share of problems that have has led to not having as much success there. And again, I mean, these national people can roll out and say USC is the team if they're going to get into the college football playoff that can do it. I'm not going to agree with that. I don't think they're at that level yet. And I don't think Clay Helton's the guy to get them there, but whatever, we'll come back to that and diss on them in the podcast if we have a chance to um, in the near future. So, okay. Sports is out of break. Your business did not. You have to keep on moving. We all know that. And that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time. And there are no long-term contracts because I personally do not like contracts. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. So go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply and the offer is valid through December 31st. So I had mentioned ASU taking on USC in Pac-12 home opener, which I think is actually going to be a really good game. And so I decided to put Herm Edwards, head coach of ASU, as our get to know the coach this week. Because Herm is extremely entertaining. We all have seen him at about every level there is in football. And I said, why not? Let's throw Herm in here. So some of you might not even known he was a head coach because people don't pay attention to the West Coast that much. So you might not even know if he was a head coach. But he did play cornerback for 10 seasons. He's got that kind of personality. I've, I've talked to you about if that was what I played in football. If I yes. could pick, I'd be a cornerback. Um, he was a head coach for Kansas City, the Chiefs, and for the New York Jets. And he um, is known for what phrase, Joshua? Come on. Um, and it's it's one of those that I shout constantly and you put me on the spot you and I can't remember it. play to win the game. You play to win You play game. to win the game. Yes. That's my best Herman yes. words. Um, they're called uh, Hermanisms is what I believe they call them. Absolutely. Because he has a lot of of those and I'm sure he has a lot of those that he uses at the college level. So he's now with Arizona State. Which I, when that happened, because he was doing ESPN stuff as an analyst, and when they hired him, I was kind of like, what? 
I was, I was like, you're kidding. He wants to go back to coaching. I mean, ESPN's the job where all these people go and they just yeah. stay and get paid millions of dollars. Say, but that's, that's a good job. It's a good job, but he wanted to coach and I give him props. He wanted to elevate these college kids in this program. So now Joshua, now he, uh, I don't know if you remember this, but he brought over Mar- old Marvin Lewis. Absolutely. So, oh, Marvin Lewis is now the co-defensive coordinator with Antonio Pierce. He's sure. a former NFL player. I don't know, Joshua. I'm kind of thinking ASU could sneak up on some people. It's uh, they haven't been too bad. It's a culture thing. That's what right? I'm looking at. I mean, do, do the players buy in? Do you have the right guy running the mm-hmm. ship? Can he recruit? Mm-hmm. And then can you develop players? Which I have no doubt he can motivate those guys to be them best selves. You know, they're their best selves. So. I think they can be really competitive, especially in a funky year. Like we've seen how this year it's not given us all of what we're typically used to, you know? I know. I got this like weird, weird feeling about this ASU team. Marvin Lewis, by the way, like, I first of all, I can't believe how long he was able to stay at Cincinnati as the head coach. It was like mind boggling to me, but he has a lot of attributes, you know, that he can offer, especially at this level. And I think that's going to be an interesting thing to watch um, the team defensively. So here's the other thing that Edwards is known for. He has an extremely strict workout regimen, which I think both you and I have as well, but I guess he's like, he is at the gym 5.00 AM, six days a week, you know, wherever that gym may, may be now as a head coach, it's, I'm sure it's a little bit different, um, but he, he, he keeps himself in tip top shape too, which I respect. And then, I wanted to get your thoughts on this because we've talked about this with a few head coaches, but he's not like one of those guys to wear the sneakers and stuff with his coaching attire. He usually likes to wear dress shoes. Uh, before every game, he goes ahead and polishes himself his shoes. I didn't, I mean, I didn't like know that. I had no idea. That's, yeah, that's good, like, though. I, I, I can respect, first off, somebody who will polish their own shoes because that's a, you know, it's, it's a process and it's a labor of love. Yeah. But second off, anybody that committed to a routine, I've, I've got a lot of respect for too. I know. I was like, you know, I'm I'm kind of silently, you know, rooting for him to have success there at Arizona State. <laughs> Not against my Cougars, but, you know, <laughs> when it comes down to it, I, I root for guys like that. So, yeah, that's Herm Edwards for you. I mean, anything, anything surprise you with this guy? I mean, what you've seen from him so far? Again, I think it's more so finding the consistency with this program now because we've really seen them play some good some good games. I, I just think it's finding the consistency within the program. Yeah, I mean, anybody who will give up an ESPN job and, and go chase you know young men around and, and try to motivate them and elevate their lives and their families and everything else, I, I'll tip the cap to them. Um, you know, very good job there. Don't know if I would do such a thing, but I'm excited. I'm excited though, because I, I can see the passion in the game. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter whether it's you're watching him in interviews or you're watching him actually coach on the field. There is an energy about him and his approach to what he does. That is very contagious. Yeah. And I, I respect that, especially when it's an absolute genuine passion and energy, you can see through people that aren't that way and uh he's definitely has a genuine love for the game and i i believe for for younger kids as well so yeah that'll do it for this episode of press pass 
And we would always love for you to subscribe, to give us a rate and review. You can go to Apple Podcasts and do all of that good stuff. You can also follow us on our social media platforms. Joshua, you give them your handle. Um, hopefully we can strum up some good conversation this week. Yeah, there'll be a lot to talk about toward the end of this week, I'm sure. Oh, yes, there will. You can find me at RIP underscore JEP. Um, I enjoy entertaining folks on the Twitter machine. So holler at your boy. All right. You can follow me at Kayla Anderson TV on Instagram and Twitter as well. Like always, we really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week. If you're a new listener, hopefully we caught your attention, got you to stick. Uh, Sometimes, you know, we're extremely opinionated on here. You can always come at us. I mean, I'm always about that. I'll come right back at you. So, you know, we like, we like feeding us, you feed us, you know, feed us your opinions. We enjoy it. All right. That does it for Press Pass. You guys have a great week. We'll be back here next week. Same place, same time. Take care.